Hey, it's Rob, and welcome to Success Unlocked, helping you to build a happier, more confident, fulfilled, motivated, and truly successful life, whatever success means to you. Today, I am joined by B. Evans, host of the Tear Out the Tags podcast, focused on removing the labels that hold you back from succeeding and being happy and all that good stuff. She's a speaker, a coach, and a thought leader, helping people to do exactly that in order to build the confident, empowered life that they actually want. Finally, she also fell over, not once but twice, in front of 22,000 people and flubbed the national anthem during a football game. All of that is going to make a lot more sense as we get into the episode, because right now you're probably thinking, what? Today, we are going to talk about how you can overcome negative labels and stigma associated with like the situations or the circumstances in your life, the things that you do, so that you can remove the big blocks that are in your way and you can succeed. Now, if that sounds good to you, then make sure you smash the subscribe button on the podcast. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then hit the like button too and the notification bell so that you'll never miss out on a single episode of Success Unlocked because there's a brand new one every single week. Now, just before I speak to B, I've got a really special invitation for you. I've literally just started a brand new, totally free Facebook community to hang out and talk about all things success and life. We'll get to talk about happiness and confidence and motivation and habits and goal setting, achievement and everything that is involved in becoming the perfect version of you. So it's really the perfect community to ask questions, help others, strike up amazing friendships and make big changes. If you want to come and hang out with us, just go to successunlock.com forward slash group. And thanks to the magic of the interwebs that will forward you over to the Facebook group. You just need a free Facebook account. Now let's start the show. This is Success Unlocked, where we uncover what it really takes to become the happiest, most confident, motivated, and truly fulfilled version of yourself with advice and inspiration to create your own extraordinary life. Whatever success means to you, it's waiting just around the corner. Yes, we are here every single week sharing tips, advice, ideas and inspiration to help regular people just like me and you to create a truly extraordinary life. Now, B, welcome to Success Unlocked. How are you? Good, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, before we dive into the sort of core topic of this episode, uh, I've got one big question I ask every guest before the show because everyone's got a really different answer. And that is, what does success mean to you? What does it look like in your life? Success means getting out of bed knowing that I get to be myself and that I get to take on the day as my true authentic self, period. That was like a dictionary definition. That was like as clear (laughs) as it could be. That was succinct. That was, that nailed it. Okay, perfect. That's good. And I love that because if you can't be yourself, if you can't like be naturally and authentically who you want to be, then what, then what's the point? I, I love this. Now, I don't normally ask guests on the show to dig too far into their backstory. That's not something we really cover on the, on mm-hmm. the podcast, but I want to give context. I want to give meaning to this. So tell listeners about you, what you did, what you do, and what, what kind of brought you to this point in your life. You know, for a lot of years, I said, I'm the Jane of all trades and the master of none, which is a tag in itself, right? And it's not necessarily a positive tag. So what I realized is I'm a specialized polymath. And a good friend of mine shared that um, that word with me, and I didn't even know what it meant. But essentially, we all go through life dipping into different hobbies, different desires, different activities, different learning, um, different vocations, And through that, we collect all of this information and all of these expertise. And we have relationships where we collect different labels. So whenever we interact with somebody or we interact in the world, 
we're sort of exposed to this swirling world of tags. And it's so relevant now because of the internet and the word hashtag. So we can quite literally go onto the internet and type in hashtag divorce. So say I'm going through a divorce. I want to go and I want to seek content in that area. I then tag myself as that. And those tags stay with us, just like, you know, the tags that are sewn into our shirts that we're wearing. And sometimes those tags can get itchy and uncomfortable. So in my life, I found that I would always be immersed in different activities that caused me to wear a certain brand. And the more I tried to fit in to whatever that was, the more I felt like I was standing there screaming to be seen. So in my early 20s, I was starting a career in the oil and gas industry, which is a very male dominant, um, very strong, tough exterior, you, you know, all business, very salesy, you know, so there's a lot of branding that was, that came about in that. And at the same time, I was an MBA cheerleader um, for those in the UK who don't know what MBA is. It's the national basketball association. So it's a professional sports team here in the United States. And I was cheering for the Phoenix suns in Arizona. So I had, I would I would go between these two brands very seamlessly, but my entire identity would change between the two. And the more I tried to blend in, the more I felt like I stood out. So I really recognized through my 20s and 30s that we, we end up being a template of what other people expect us to be. So my entire cause is getting people to realize that you are wearing a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't belong to you. And in order to get unlocked in your life, you have to rip out those labels, tear out the tags and move forward. So that is my, you know, my, my mission. I love it. And it's amazing. And it's so important and, and not enough people talk about it and think about it. So obviously that's two different areas of your life where you could easily be uh, judged, where people can make assumptions about you, where people can have their opinions, um, and all of that stuff. So that's both working as as a woman in a male dominated world, which is very you know like strong and salesy, like you said, and also cheerleading as well. Would you like? Did this happen? Did this labeling happen in both of those arenas and both of those sections of your life? Yes, absolutely. And labeling happens in every category. We even label our food. We label our pets. We label our homes. Um, we you know. If you really think about how we navigate through our day, it's, it's human nature to need to put things in categories. So it is important if you want to tear out your own tags that you stop verbalizing judgments of others. However, you're still going to categorize them and you're still going to need to in order to try to understand people. The biggest thing that you need to realize to do your own work is just because I categorize you does not mean that I'm right, right? So so I might meet you and see that you have bright, beautiful red hair, and I might put you in a category. That doesn't mean I'm right. That doesn't mean that I know who you are to your core, whether you're introverted or extroverted, how you're going to speak to me, or if we will be able to be friends. And so this, you know, as we navigate through the world, we're not going to stop being labeled. I have a lot of clients who will say, well, how do I get through this work so that I can just stop getting labeled? you're always going to be tagged with things by people because you're only in control of you. So the gift of this is choosing what you want to wear and choosing what you want to tear out. I love that. It's really cool. And is this something that began to affect you immediately when you started in your job, in that career, or when you started cheerleading? Did it come later down the line when you were doing this? 
you know, now that I recognize labels that I wear, I realize we are labeled at, from very, very young children. So <clears throat> there are six things written on most tags that are sewn into our garments. And that is brand. So that's like the snapshot of what someone sees when they meet you. There's size. And women are the worst at thinking this only shows up for us. It, it absolutely shows up for men as well. Then there's um, origin. So this is the checklist of expectations that you were raised with. This is oftentimes where people will find those initial tags because our parents influenced who we were to become. And many of us outgrow that template that we were raised with. Um, material is all of the personality traits that when woven together, create this really unique person that goes out into the world in each and every one of us. Care instructions is how do you speak to yourself? What kind of relationship do you have in that hamster wheel brain that goes around and around? Do you tell yourself good things? Do you tell yourself bad things? And who in your life sort of created that set of care instructions? And the last and final one is really where I'm the most affected, and it is foreign language. So you know how you'll see the care instructions written in several different languages on a tag? Yeah. Foreign language to me is not just an actual spoken foreign language. It is usually where your bully shows up. So this is someone who has said something to you in your life that has hurt you, someone you love who's willing to hurt you, or this can even be a group of strangers who are having a conversation about somebody else, yet it pings an emotional injury inside of us. And so we will pick up a tag based on a total foreign language conversation and attach it. Now I am extroverted. That's a tag I can't help but wear. It's just part of my natural wiring. So I am very susceptible to foreign language tags because I am so relationship driven. Right. So that's kind of just the basis of where some of our tags come from. I love it. Sometimes I think in all areas of our life, we are kind of thrown off course by unexpected negative outcomes or consequences of something that we choose to do. So we choose to pursue a particular hobby or take a particular path or a particular career. And suddenly that has some negative thing that we never saw coming. I'm curious, when you started in your career and cheerleading, you were quite young generally. So did you see this coming? Like, had you had sufficient life experience? Like looking back on it now, you've learned a ton. But at the time, did you have enough life experience to know that this was likely to come down the path? You know, for many years, I just thought that I was a target to other people's crap. And I would say that. I would say, I don't know what it is about me. I'm just somebody who people think they can shoot arrows at. And I, I always was shocked at what people felt like they could say to me, especially as a, as a sentence dancer. Um, you know, when you're in a sparkly uniform and your whole job is to be polished and sort of this like unified team, it's amazing what both men and women feel that they can just say, you know, that's, right. they, there's no filter. I'll tell you, I've heard it all. Um, and so I was always aware of these. I always had big hurt feelings. I'm a very emotional person. Um, I take things really personally, traditionally. I mean, I've gotten much better at that. But one thing I really recognized when I started identifying my tags is that I donated my authority tag. So I would quite literally hand you my authority if you wanted it, um, which, you know, people will do. They'll take it. There are people all over this world that, you know, for whatever reason, if they're hurt or they want to put you down, they want to, you know, limit your potential, they are happy to take that authority from you and 
you know, make you feel poorly about yourself. And sometimes those people are even within our own family systems, which can be even more damaging. So luckily I didn't have that, but I definitely had been tagged and labeled my entire life. I'm curious within, within the sort of various bits of your life, have you found that there was labeling going on between what you would see as peers? So like other cheerleaders within the same uh, squad or whatever you call it, I don't know the words, or like other colleagues that you worked with, like, is there labeling going on, uh, not just from external sources who are not in that world, but from the people who are your peers and colleagues and stuff? Yeah, definitely. And it's not always mean. So a really important thing to recognize when you're talking about tags is there are, there's implied labels, right? So a great story that I have about my Phoenix Suns days is we were working the all-star game and all of us cheerleaders got to work um, and meet celebrities and do all these really fun parties and just all the events in town. And there was um, a sweet visit. So you go up on the box level of the arena and you do a sweet visit for a group of celebrities. So a teammate and I went up and did the sweet visit and it was a kind of the first um, reality show stars in America And so I was, I was really excited. I was excited to meet them and just kind of giddy getting to be around celebrities and getting to, you know, work in this atmosphere that was really new to me. So we go into the suite visit and we're interacting with these celebrities and everyone for the most part was really nice. And then comes out the girl who I was the most excited to meet. And I won't name her just because I think that everyone has the right to grow in their lives. And I'm sure she's not the same person anymore, but she approaches me and is sort of mocking me in this valley girl tone, you know, kind of doing the che- the cheerleader thing, you know, kind of the the voice inflections and things. And she grabs my pom-poms out of my hands and she shakes them and she says, oh my God, look at me, I'm a cheerleader. And she's clearly, you know, I'm embarrassed because I can tell she's mocking me. So she kind of shakes the pom-poms and then she s- sort of tosses them at me and one hits kind of my chin and one hits my chest and then they fall to the ground. And it's, it was dismissive. It was embarrassing. It was mocking. Like there's a lot of words that I can use for it. And I felt completely powerless. So I bend over very politely, pick up my pom-poms and exit the suite. And so she didn't call me a name. She didn't necessarily attack me, right? She didn't really do anything direct, but indirectly she made me feel like crap. So I took a lot of things through my cheerleader days. And I associated them with being a cheerleader as a negative and people don't respect it. So here I am, you know, 15 years later, I am a professional coach. I'm a professional speaker. My job is to cheer people on every day. Yet I am wearing this tag that I hate that says cheerleader that I'm like trying to cover up and hide because I don't want people to know that I had this in my past. So sometimes we have to take those tags that were implied by the way, right? No one ever really made me directly feel bad about being a cheerleader. And I had to redefine it and reattach it because I know that in in my core, I need to be wearing the tag cheerleader, but it had to feel good. And I had to just redefine it and sit with it and really enjoy what it means in order to wear it proudly and move forward in my life and, and be able to share these experiences again. I'm curious as part of that, how far towards quitting did that negative uh, labeling push you? Like how far towards actually just throwing in the towel and or the pom-pom and saying, I'm not going to do this anymore because it's not worth it. A lot. 
A lot. And I did it twice. So in my high school days, I was a, I was an athlete. I was not the dancey cheerleader type. And so when I started cheerleading, suddenly my, my coaches and my teammates started treating me different. So one day I was going out for varsity softball and my coach came up to me and she said, Hey, I won't put a paper shaker on varsity. And I'd never been called a paper shaker. Like, obviously I can put two and two together and figure out what she was talking about. But it was in high school that I said, I'm not cheerleading anymore because I was made to feel bad about it. So then fast forward years later, I'm still getting this heat for being a professional cheerleader. So I have, you know, and that's the thing about tags is we stack them up inside of us so deep that we can't access our dreams that we've hidden at the tips of our fingers and at the ends of our toes because our whole body is stacked full of all this crap that we're carrying around that's, that's holding us back. So I always loved the stage. I always loved performing. And there was always like a piece of me that wanted, that wanted that, that wanted to sing and dance and perform and all the things. And so here I was, you know, as a professional coach wanting to do public speaking, well, I wasn't going to get anywhere near the stage without pulling up some of this cheerleader stuff from the past. Um, And here, you know, you pull it out and you tear it out and now I've accomplished all of these goals that I would have told you two and a half years ago were impossible. It's great. And you know what, like, even though it's a totally different type of performance, like you're doing a different thing, you're speaking on stage as opposed to cheerleading. Like, it's amazing how much our past experiences and the stuff that we've done in the past are like previous chapters of our story impact the future chapters and the stuff that happened to us then can prevent us from moving forward. So I'm curious, under all of that negativity, what did you do in order to pull back tear out those tags, keep steering the ship forward. Like, how do you learn to ignore that kind of ignorance from other people? Ignore the ignorance. I've just come up with that. Um, And yeah, how do we start to build this resilience? A lot of it is not receiving it. So when someone, and you learn this, you'll learn that when someone says something to you, there are tools you can use to block the ball from being transferred from that person to you or or the tag rather. (laughs) So if someone's trying to hand something to you or call you a name or label you in a way that you know doesn't belong to you, you get to decide, I'm not, I'm not taking that. I'm not letting it land on me. Um, it's so funny too, because we have a tendency to mislabel all of our tags, which is funny, right? You would think that because we wear them every day, we would know them very intimately. But very few of us take the time to really figure out exactly what those labels are and exactly how they're defined. So I would have told you that I wear the tag stage fright, that I was someone who was paralyzed by the thought of getting on stage. And the reason is I botched the, our United States national anthem at a varsity high school football game when I was 15 years old. So literally I sang the same line of the song twice and I had to leave the box where I was singing and having all of the parents and all of my peers and all the teachers laughing at me. It was mortifying, mortifying. And it was that day that I was like, I will never sing again in public. Well, I attached that tag in my head of, I have stage fright. So for years and years and years, I would tell myself, I would manifest, I have stage fright, which of course made it worse if I ever wanted to do public speaking or be in a debate class or anything of that nature. But I went on to dance for an organization where I performed in front of 20,000 people on a nightly basis. That's a stage. So my tag wasn't accurate. My tag was actually that I was, I was 
I lost my voice. So here I was focused on the, all this stage fright, but what really mattered was me finding my voice again and, and getting that voice back and reattaching the tag that made me feel confident enough to go and, and speak again, right. Or sing again, whatever it is that I need to do up on stage. And these are big to your point, they're big hurdles to get over when we're carrying those old traumas. Um, you had also mentioned that I fell, I fell twice within like a 30 second window in front of about 22,000 people. I was dancing for the suns. This was probably 10, oh gosh, eight years after I flubbed the national anthem. And it's so funny because it was, it did not have the same effect on me. I didn't have that same trigger reaction to say, I'm never dancing again. I, I, I actually danced again about four minutes after I fell. Um, and it was a much more public, embarrassing, you know, situation. And so it's funny how some things affect us and some things don't. Some people affect us and some people don't. So for those of you listening, there may be someone in your family or a really good friend who's actually really unhealthy for you, who has that access to tag you easier than others do. And those are where we need to really think about the boundaries because we can be telling ourselves all the amazing things, but if we have someone repetitively trying to attach those same tags to us, we're not going to get unstuck from our own labels until we set boundaries around those relationships. I think there's a lot to pull out of that, like people looking in the wrong place to try and solve the wrong problem. The the stage fright thing and mislabeled is, is just epic. And so many people will be able to pull their own meaning out of that. As you've worked with people as a coach um, who maybe like weren't cheerleaders, like maybe they're in different uh, industries or different parts of the world or different things, you've outlined those kind of six labels that you mentioned at the start to dig into them. Like what are some of the really common ones that you see people are labeling themselves or they're being labeled by others that our listeners who are not cheerleaders might be able to resonate with? Yeah, the common ones are rarely accurate. So they are usually unworthy, unlovable, unlikable, um, stupid failure. Those are definitely the top five. All five of those I call tag stackers. So they are what we generalize as, you know, failure. We can't be a failure as a human. It's not possible. We can fail in areas that matter to us. We can feel like a failure, but we can't actually be a failure. So we can wear a tag in an area where we might label that a failure, but generally there is so much stacked underneath all of that other stuff. Um, and the same goes for unlovable, unworthy, and and the others that I named. So, One of the things I really pull out of those is that they could also be really indirect. So people may not ever say those words to you, but they could say sentences where the underlying, the underlying tone and the underlying meaning is one of those words. And therefore you attach it to yourself, like B said, and, and then that becomes, that becomes like devastating in terms of your ability to progress. This is amazing. Yeah. I could have this conversation all day. As we come to the end of this episode, then I've got a big question for you to put you on the spot. What would you say is one of the best pieces of personal development advice that you've ever received from somebody else? And who was that person? Um, my mentor, Ed Beard, is he he has a executive coaching company here in the United States, in Colorado, actually. Um, and he saw me through a lens that I did not own the glasses for. So there is someone in your life who sees you as so special, as someone who's so capable. 
And because you don't see yourself that way, you will actually shy away from that person. We all need to, in our peripheral, be paying attention to that one person in our lives who's not only willing to see us as more, but who's willing to invest in us. And every one of us has that person, but most of us think it's going to be right in our family. And it's not, it's not going to be someone who you're married to. It's not going to be someone who's your best friend. This is going to be someone who you interact with in a way that you may not be picking up is such a special relationship. So my biggest advice that I got from him was just to be paying attention to the people around you that are being brought into your world for a reason, because those are the people that are going to move us forward. And those are the people that are going to help us get unlocked. Amazing. I love it. Now, if people want to find out more about you and everything that you're doing, tell us, where can we go? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. It's B Evans underscore embolden, E-M-B-L-D-N. Or you can go to tearoutthetags.com. And we, I'd love to hear from you guys. So send me a, a private message or email me. And I'm really looking forward to getting in touch. Amazing. As you're listening to this right now, take a screenshot of the podcast or of the YouTube video or a photograph or a selfie or anything and uh, post it on Instagram. Tag me at success.unlocked. Make sure you tag B as well. And if you want to check out the full notes and links to everything mentioned in this website, then just head over to the show notes page. You'll find it at successunlocked.com forward slash labels. B, this was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Rob. It's been a joy. Thank you. so much amazing stuff in that episode i think labels and tags are something that affect us all and like b said it happens from a really young age it happens from before you can even do anything about it probably before you even notice it happening like these tags these labels might be stacking up inside you before you have the, the like the chance to become aware of it and to do anything about it and then you've got some homework to do to go through and start reworking and have a clear out and get rid of the stuff that's holding you back there is so much in this episode it's definitely one to listen through again because you'll start to notice and acknowledge things that resonated with you deeper than you realized the first time around. Now, finally, before you go, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, just drop a comment down below with your biggest takeaways. A really nice review or a comment on YouTube really helps to go a long way towards helping more people get the benefit of this content. Now, like I said before, make sure that you subscribe as well because I'm back here with a brand new content-packed episode just like this one every single Wednesday. I know how busy you are. You've got a busy life. I'd hate for you to miss out on it and you will forget. So smash the subscribe button and I'll see you the same time, same place next week here at Success Unlocked. You've been listening to Success Unlocked. Don't forget to stop by at successunlocked.com for full notes and resources from this and every other episode. Then subscribe so that you don't miss out on anything.